and we are here the main event Roy the Rebel Wills and I'd probably be a bit rude if I didn't give Sire a shout out Welcome to Striker Chat bringing you the story and characters of Australian Muay Thai with your hosts Nak Moy, Roy the Rebel Wills and not so Nak Moy, Old Man Bundy Let me say some shit. Say some I'll go all day for the six. Sometimes our days get ditched. Just so that I could take that trip. I'm pissed. Cause I love my chick. I'm sorry, babe. You can't complain because this is the life I live. All I know is this. I'll run from my bros, my slimes. I can't give quality time. Sometimes we wine and dine, but most of the time. In today's episode, we chat about Domination 26. We talk about hardcore promotions. The boys delve into more amateur bouts for WA Knack Boys. I get excited about a new podcast, the female fight experience, and I also talk about female com- female combat sports. And the Rebel answers the listeners' questions. Let's get into it. How are you, mate? Mate, I am good. I'm good. I was waiting for the uh, I was waiting for the um, the long drawn out the intro there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and welcome, welcome back. back. Well, we, that's, that's, that, that, that'll be in the intro <laughs> the next one. Next one. So how, how, I just uh, like it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> How's your weekend? How's your weekend, Ben? Yeah, good man. Recording on a Monday. Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, pretty busy. Uh, I was here on Saturday with the fight the fight team. So yeah, I come in. Um, when did I come in? I come and think about Saturday at lunchtime. But you had already gone. Yes. Yeah. So I was here. I got here at ten. We've got the fight class. Oh, with the fight classes on at 10, so um, yeah. they were sparring, and then I had to shoot off because we actually had um, a couple of guys on at the Champions Gym sparring day they, ha- they held. They had a sparring day, so like a yeah. bit of an amateur day, was it? Yeah, it was just um, a bunch of, you know, amateurs really. Um, so yeah. Most of them hadn't fought before, um, but I've seen their faces around the scene. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Was a there while many now. people there? Yeah, there was a few. That's, man. Um, that's had Daniel like Dawson's gym, isn't it? Nah, no, Pamorn, Pamorn. Oh, bah, that's yeah. what I've seen. I've seen that all over. He's got three, socials. but yeah, it was the, it was at the one in Myeree where he actually sometimes has um, his origins show. Okay, he, yeah, he he, he has it at that gym there. Nice. I like that name of that show, Origins. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was good, man. Um, I think there was like, I think he said like seventy or eighty participants. Really? Was that, was that across all gyms in WA, or just uh, not just the one gym? No, no, no. I think the invite went out to. A few gyms. Okay, um, yeah. I know Riddler's had their 19th, 19th anniversary. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Riddler. Yeah, that's a, a long time for a gym to be, you know, going at, at that level that he's been going at. But they, yeah. I know I know, because they weren't there that day, but they, yeah. had, they had an event at their gym. They, so. I've seen that as well yeah. all over the socials. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there was about six or seven um, kind of of the, of the main gyms in WA there. Yeah. and um, You didn't have any? any yeah, part? we had four, yeah. Oh, that's why I went. Who were the four? That one. Um, so we had Matt. Um, oh yes, Lockie, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Vera and uh, Phil. All right. Yeah, Philip. Um, that, and they all showed excellent skills. You know. Yeah. Well, kind of wasn't sure. You know, they, these days are good because you know, as a coach, they could be one they, way in the gym. Yeah. And you're not and sure how they're going to go against someone else. <laughs> you know, against in their first fight. Sometimes yeah. they get in there and they fucking go really well and then other times I get in there and then and yeah. they might not be like I, I can I can speak from experience I'm a fucking gun on the pads yeah. I'm an awesome pad <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm re- but when start when you start throwing things at me that's when I start <laughs> to shell up mate yeah so <laughs> you're either a father or, or you're not you know yeah. yeah look and and um these days are a real good kind of test as an amateur to to see where you're at I guess yeah they they all did very well and what, what was the quality of um of the the, the fighters out there? What, what was the quality of fighters on the on the day? Was it? Um, they were all very similar experience to be yeah. honest. Yeah, there well, was like one or two bouts, one or two little amateur bouts, or the maybe a couple of them had fought, but I think most of them had, had zero head kid head, head gear padded up. Nah. Oh my god. Nah, because it's like they're not fights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just shin guards, big gloves, mouth okay. guard, obviously. Yeah, no, mouth guard, groin so guard. Sparring day. It's it's, it's just sparring. It's sparring. No one's there to kill each other. Everyone yeah. actually like they were going hard, but it wasn't like they were going, you know, trying to take each other's heads <laughs> off, you know, like in a fight. Yeah. So it was um it was very good. Everyone like you know, 
Sometimes you go to those events we and you see some dude there and he's fucking being an asshole, but that's a nice there was none of that. Yeah, oh, that's good, that's good. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually a good segue. We, we, we were talking during the week about um, the lack of amateur fights here in WA. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there was no stepping, or like it started, it was quieting down over, over the um, was it over the COVID break. Yeah. Um, there was no stepping stone from amateur straight into the shows, the professional fights. Um, and we were talking about also talking about um, how Victoria and New South Wales are really, you know, with Andrew Parnham and yeah. all the guys over there. They're really, who else? You know, Victoria, New South Wales, um, Canberra, all them guys are doing a lot more uh, amateur bout. So um, where do you think we should go there? Can we, can we touch on that? Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to a couple of the coaches at the sparring day. Mm. Um, and I just mentioned this as well. And they kind of were saying that, um, that you know, <laughs> understandably a lot of the gyms that used to put shows on, like, no one knows what goes on behind the scenes either. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe those, maybe those gyms kind of um, were t- had taken a bigger financial hit and were just staying afo- afloat. Yeah. You know, and only now that it's kind of all finishing up that they're kind of back on their feet, but maybe not in the position to be able to put and and promote show. shows so, on. So, yeah. just, I'm sorry, fucking, I do my digressions and, and <laughs> asking fucking <laughs> That's what questions. This, this whole show is just one <laughs> and, big and, and asking me the question. So, with amateur shows, it's not, no one puts on a show like a, a, a Domination or, or an MTGP or, or, a, or a Rebellion. It's it's more like a, a gym would put on an amateur show with that um, case. Yeah, sometimes. Um, I think like Domination Development Day, they put on like a proper you, show. What do you call that? Triple Ds? Or Triple D. Triple yeah. D, yeah. DDDs. DDDs. Um, they put on like, a, it's like a proper show, you know? Yeah. Um, the Road to Legends amateur show was the last amateur show I saw and that was like a proper show as well mm-hmm. at a proper <laughs> venue. So like it, the guys that promote usually are, you know, gym owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well. It's just, Kind of how they go hand in hand, yeah. Um, trying to get their fighters fights and all that. On MTGP, they had undercards. Would that is that classed as amateur? Is that they're amateur bouts, aren't they? Yeah, the yeah. first part, the first half of their cards were mm. amateur. I think even a couple of the main card fights were amateur too. Yeah. So um, most shows will have a development day or, or an undercard first. Um, and then, and it, then? it honestly depends. Okay. Sometimes, like most of the time, like most of the shows I've, I know and, uh, and that I go to, yeah, like the, the first half of their card will consist of amateurs uh, undercard. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll ha- and they'll finish it strong with a with a pro fight. Yeah, um, tail end of the card. But you know, like I think now that since COVID. Um, it's like a lot riskier to put shows on because of the snap. The snap lockdown scared yeah. everyone. You yeah. could have all this planned. You could have spent money, deposits for all sorts of stuff for a show, and then all of a sudden it all just get pulled out from under you. Yeah. Um. So I think like that's kind of, yeah, like putting a big show on where you got a big amateur undercard and then a big main card. Mm. You know, is is risky. But I think it's even riskier to put on separate shows because. You still got to pay money for an amateur event. Yeah. You know, like you might not be making as much, and you're not spending as much. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that's why they 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 don't do separate shows because it's worth it just to kind of do it all under in one. one un, un, yeah. Un, un, under one un, umbrella. Yeah. But do you, do you, uh, do we have any amateur shows coming up at the moment? So we've got is what is that what's what's Vanguard? Is that just for juniors? Juniors, is yeah. That just juniors. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, I don't, like, I don't actually know. I don't think so. And yeah. this is what I kind of was talking to a couple of guys about on the weekend. Um, uh, and I was just saying, like, I've got a few amateurs at my gym that are probably close to being ready to, for their first fight. Yeah. But with just no show to, to fight on soon. It is so. detrimental to not have these. These are, these amateur shows are stepping stones. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it, the, we can talk about the lightweight champion, Neith Kinahan. Yeah. We we talked about her uh, amateur bouts, and she uh, she had over 100. Yeah. And you can see the difference between a person that's had 100 fights yeah. to a person that's had nothing taken away from Shannon. I'm not saying anything bad about Shannon, no. but she's all up. But there was an experience there's difference an ex- there. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's, you can't buy ring experience now, can you? No, you have to experience it. I think, like you mentioned, that's why over east at the moment they're doing very good things yeah they're kind of a lot of events um 
quite frequently, not that far apart where, you know, you can jump in with fully padded, um, but it saves you from getting injury. The only thing with fully padded that I still don't, you know, agree with or whatever is that once you go from fully padded to non-padded, there's a big difference, man. Mm. Like, you might get used to fighting with pads on so a certain style f- and then jump into with no pads, try and fight that same style and get absolutely blasted or knocked out because yeah. you're used to being protected in the head and in the yeah. body. Yeah. So that, that's, I think there's like, I don't know what the solution is. There's has I think WA's got a really good way of doing it. Yeah. How we progress and we event like... As the amateur fights go on, you take more and more pads off. Yeah, okay. Like your head yeah, gear yeah. comes off after <laughs> a few couple like, of fights. It's like fucking strip poker or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Experience strip <laughs> fighting. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think that's a really good way of kind of doing it. Yeah. There's just not any, am- there's like no amateur shows at the moment. So the amateurs staying in pads for ages. Yeah. When normally they might be out of them in a year if there was heaps of amateur shows. So, but then it's like, I don't know. You know, if all the gyms that have amateurs, like I think back in the day, if you had a lot of fighters, like I know Blair said to me ages ago, like a big part of domination, obviously not for the profit, mm. they don't make you know a huge amount of money from it. He was like, a lot of it's just to get us fighters from his gym and Cowsock, some yeah. really strong and and other good fighters in WA, yeah, um, some really good fights. Um, from international opponents and what Thailand it, and all what that. Do you, what do you call it again when, when a gym just puts on um, a day where you might have inter, inter club? Not sparring, but like actually inter fighting. Gyms. Oh, yeah, I don't know. You know when they, it, it, oh, I haven't I really... Uh, that, that might be an older thing because anything yeah. that involves fighting ne- needs the government now. Needs the, the, the commission. Need, it needs to be sanctioned now. Yeah. Sanctioned, so you can't just have... You can't just have you a gym have, fight. Gym wars, man. You can't have gym wars. I mean, you can, movie. but they just don't go on your record. That'd, honestly, that'd be a that'd be a good premise for a movie. Gym wars. Was that no? That, that, that that's that's premise of Karate Kid. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, we digress. We digress. We digress. Um, but yeah, was there any good fighters that you've seen coming through? Any good, good talent? Oh, heaps, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah fucking, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so. Just when the shows, I'm sure I'll see them all yeah. when the show, when the amateur shows start happening. We'll probably even fight some of them. What some of the guys I've got. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and like honestly, the guys from our gym, um, like, were very impressive as well. So. Yeah. That's uh, good. Look, let's. I know there's some things happening behind the scenes here in WA for amateur fights. I've, I've. I've heard about conversations that have been happening. So, right, watch this space. I'm sure there's going to be more amateur fights. Yeah. Before we go to a to a break, I just want to I just want to give um a new podcast on the on the on the podcasting scene here in Australian Muay Thai. I mean, there's a few out there. Obviously, we've got our um we've got our friends over there at Combat Chat. We've got yep. our friend Pinky Pinky Donald with um with uh, Ring Lovers. And uh, obviously the, the 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 three wise men <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with the Muay Thai uh, is it Rebellion Hour or Muay Thai Hour? Is it? I think it's the Muay Thai Hour. Yeah, the Muay Thai yeah. Hour. Um, but yeah, I want to give a big shout out to the new one, the Female Fight Experience by Bridget Tucker yeah. and Smoking Joe Coverdale. Yeah. Have you heard of Smoking Joe? Yeah, I know him, man. I've He's seen got a him nice fight a few times. Yeah. 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 And uh, look, it's a, it's a, they're going to be showcasing. Well, the podcast is obviously showcasing women. Yes. Women fighters. Is that what they? Because I haven't listened to it yet, but you did. Yeah. No. Well, listen. They've, they've only episode one comes out on this week, but they okay, had yeah. a, they had they had a, like a little preview. Yeah. Um, yep. Of of what the what the podcast is going to be about, and like they were just talking about um, how Bridget wanted to know the numbers of female fighters in in Australia, and she she approached um Cy and I hope I'm getting the story right there, <laughs> Bridget. She approached Cy and um she asked if she could study the Victorian female fighters. Yeah. Um, she turned, which turned into interviewing the female fighters and finding out th- th- whether, whether there is a decline and and or a, or a, a progression. Yeah. Um, which turned th- 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 it got too interesting, so she she turned it into a podcast. Yeah. Oh, and just interviewing some female fighters. Yeah, sounds like a uh, sounds like a good idea. I mean, like honestly, it's that that'll segue great into one of the questions I got from um, one of the listeners as Danny well later uh, on. So. Well, I've got there, I've got a few questions about female fighting as well. But look, they were talking about the decline of female of of Muay Thai fighters um, 
after COVID. But I, I can I can fucking I can rattle off a whole plethora of names here in Australia. Like your gym, you got Kiri Bradley, Amy. Look, man, I think that um, there literally has been a decline, especially yeah. in females. It's one of the big topics that I will be talking about coming up soon. Yeah, in this episode. Look. But um, like, we've got two of Kiri's one of the longest running females, yeah. and she's expressed. You she know, has, hasn't she? Yeah, she's expressed these kind of concerns to me. She's greatly. also got a great podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah, soul, soul chat, soul, soul fight, soul fight. Yeah. Soul fight. I think on th- I think this topic's probably like a really good one, and there's We're honestly we're talking about it. We should, we yeah, should, yeah, honestly, no, we should really get curious. Look, girls, I think we will. Yeah. We, I think I we will have to kind yeah. of discuss this a bit more in detail with with, with a female with, with females. Maybe look, I've been just brainstorming some ideas of of episodes to come, as you guys would have seen. But uh, I, I really want to get a round table with all the girls. I you think, know? yeah, I Danny, think, yeah, Kiri, yeah. I think um. Yeah, like it's easy for us to sit here and kind of. <laughs> we don't even fucking nah, know. No, th- nah, but this is where it comes from, right? Yeah. It, I think, because I've talked to a lot of female fighters, and it's easy for a man to be like, you know, just fucking get in there and train and you'll fight one day. Like, to a, a, imagine what it was like. It's hard enough going into a new gym as a male. Yeah. You know, and then being like a bit nervous and not wanting to ruffle feathers and. What about a female? This and yeah. Imagine as a no, woman coming into yeah. a fucking gym full of screaming dudes with their shirts <laughs> off, smashing each other, fucking smelling. swearing. Fucking you know, smelling. That would be hard, sweaty. man. And I understand why the numbers for female fighters are much less, but I don't like our intermediate class, there's I swear to god, there's like a fifty fifty mix of dudes and girls. In intermediate? Yeah, in my yeah. intermediate class, but yeah, once is. it jumps up to That's the fighters, it's ninety five percent. Um, male mm. to five percent female, and I think like it's that that step up to fighting that you know is the kind of yeah. roadblock maybe. But again, I'm a male. I can't actually. I'm, it's all conjecture, and, yeah. and you know me kind of rattling off what other women have told me. So it'd be great to get some actual oh, look we've words got from the the girls themselves. Well, look, we've got we've got great WA talent over here. You know, it's Kiri, Tiff. Tiff Lamb, Shannon Gardner, Victoria Sullivan. She, what did she just win? She just oh, she was on a show in Thailand. Yeah, called Infusion. It's like a reality TV oh, show. Oh, really? You have she like just won there? No, she didn't win. She lost. Oh, okay. She won, I think she got to the final and lost. Oh shit! Yeah. And then we got Bryony Soden, Megan, Megan Burbrick, Danny Bader. The, yeah, you know, and look. <laughs> so we've got a lot of females right yeah. at that level, but there's no girls coming up. Hold on, this, th- what about the Turner girls? I mean, they've... they've oh, yeah. They, they've they haven't fought yet, though. I know, but they've got some... Oh, they show some great talent. No, nah, they, they are really... They do have really good talent. Yeah. But the, the issue, right, is the gap between Danny and girls they, like Nina. Yeah, okay. Right. right. Th- there's no one in between there. Yeah. There's no one even coming up. And, th- like, speaking to... Um, I think Danny said, you know, they don't have many... You know, up and coming girls in their fight team. Oh, um, that's no, yeah, yeah, we've yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. We, we actually do have a few here, like Vera. She's had a couple of fights. Nina's gonna fight. Yeah. Um, Amy's had six fights now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we do have some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just word around is that there's not many. I think on that road to legends amateur show, there was out of all the fights, maybe two women fights. Oh. So yeah, it's just which I think if the problem can be identified and yeah. I, and addressed for what's roadblocking female fighters at the moment mm. um then yeah or what, what you know even finding solutions to make it more accessible I, i'll push back on that do you think it's i'm not just saying is it is it are we getting a decline in muay thai practitioners full stop or is it just in the in the in in the female sector um i think like the lack of shows makes it hard for yeah, okay. amateurs Again, we're going back to that like amateur, amateur shows. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, if an amateur's training for six months, mm. seven months, and he's ready to fight or she's ready to fight, and the trainer's being like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to put you in when the sh- next show is. Mm, and the, yeah. next show's, the next show's not for another <laughs> seven months or something. Like, yeah. what, you know, that'd probably be like, why am I training? There's no, I'm not exactly. getting. So, yeah, that's, I think that's maybe what the issue is or one of the issues. Look, um, so if you if you if you're a promoter or if you've got some money, 
to bankroll a a show, an, <laughs> am an amateur show for us, for the uh, amateur fighters here in WA, mate. I'm sure that uh, give Roy a call. I'm sure that Roy can uh, <laughs> Roy can help you out. But after the break, we chat about Domination 26, hardcore promotion, and Rebel answers your question. I can say I love you, but I show you that I do. When I hit that road, I pray it gets me back to you, cause it's crazy. My life ain't basic, and I know you, my lady. You the favorite. When I grip my nine, I'm trying to get it in your spine. On a glad tonight, I hope they don't really my rights, cause it's crazy. My life ain't basic, and I know you, my lady. You the favorite. And welcome back. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Um. So on the weekend we had hardcore promotions. Yep. So, um, did you watch any of those fights? I haven't had the chance. That was hardcore, hardcore promotion six. Look, nice. um, I only got to watch one fighter that uh, I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, he's actually, uh, I think he's Thai, but he's represented Thailand in rugby league. Okay. His name's Gun. Big. He's a big boy. He's Is that Don's boy? Don's boy. Yeah. Great fighter. Um, good heart. Yep. Um, they call him Crocodile Gundy. So <laughs> if you if you want to rip up, uh, get go to his socials. Go straight to him. He's got all of his um, fights on there. Two of them. But he had his second fight. Uh, there was a second round TKO. The nice. guy's got some fucking skills, man. Yeah. Knees. Is he a heavyweight? Heavyweight. Yeah. Heavyweight. Athletic. Yeah. Athletic, nice. mate. Guy's got a big future. So look, I'm really looking forward to um, anyone in the end, anyone here that anyone in the WA promotions, you know, domination, MTGP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have a look at this guy, keep mate. Keep him in mind. Yeah, keep him in mind, man. Have a, really have a look because um, he's under some great tutelage with Donnie and and yeah. and and, and uh, Tony the pad holder out there. So, uh, mate, fucking, if you, if, guys, if you get a chance, honestly, go to, go to Crocodile Gundy's uh, page on Instagram and have a look at his fights, man. They're, they're remarkable. They're Actually, um, I did see a bit. Don yeah. Miller posted a little bit of that. I no, I don't. There's, yeah, it, um, he, he, one of his friends passed away while he was in training camp just recently. Oh, no. And, um, yeah, it was a very emotional fight. And uh, at the end of the bout, um, he's, um, I can get emotional just talking about it. I think um, he, uh, Donnie kissed his head. After he's, I think he was, you know, um, saying his thanks to his friend. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was a good fight. I've got many fucking. I've got Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got George Mann. Now I've got, uh, now I've got uh, Crocodile Gundy. Yeah, Gunny. sweet. Yeah, I didn't see any. Um, I didn't see any promotion kind of. Of any of the matches, maybe it might have been a smaller card or. It was um. Look, uh, George was George was out there. I saw George Mann was there. George yeah. there, Pinky, obviously Pinky the legend, the Australian yep. fucking legend. Yeah. Um, he was he was there as well. We were, I think we were supposed to have someone on that show. Uh, um, Mark, the promoter there, he was asking for Stefan, but um, they couldn't. I think his, I think the guy that they wanted to match him with couldn't do it, or he was fighting somewhere too close, so it couldn't happen. I only get, got saw the one fight. So it must have been like a smaller card, I think, like. You know, maybe some a bunch of local boys getting there, kind of around the ten fight mark. Because um, yeah, I didn't see too much promotion around that show. Um, yeah, normally I do see a bit more, but I know that I know the I know the promoter Mark Mark Gelsey. Um, yeah, and he um, yeah, he's a, he's a ex fighter, wicked dude. Um, actually, Eli Evett from WA, he went and fought over there against. Iwan Jones uh, and won and won, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, th yeah, now it's coming back to me. Oh. I didn't obviously haven't seen that fight, but yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Well, it was. It must have been. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry about that, guys. I just, yeah, honestly, I didn't see any of the card. I don't even, yeah. Oh, you I, were busy. I, you were busy that night. Weren't you? Yeah. Well, I'm fucking Sam's always birthday? busy, but <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. are always busy, mate. Yeah. So, um. I know that he's contacted me. We'll probably see some pit fighters on there in the future as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I know he does run a good show and, yeah. and I've heard good things. So I'm excited for that in the future. Domination 26. Yes. It was, it was um, announced last week. Yeah, they announced it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where is this? What date? 20th of August? Yes. And, uh, August 20. I think they're going back to the convention centre. That's, that's 
Perth Perth Convention Centre. Okay, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, great venue, honestly. One is it the convention centre? What is that? Is that as you're coming over the freeway? Yeah, it's it just on your right. On the right-hand side? Yeah, that big Ah, uh, yeah, I know the one. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not been there? I have been there. Yeah. I've, I've worked there. I've worked in events, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking... It's a good venue, man. Especially, it's probably the best one that do I've ever seen for Domination. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like... Um, they even did one at Optus Stadium, and this is better. They did one at Optus Stadium? What, in a room? Yeah, in one of the rooms. Or is it just like in the middle of the oval? No, nah, no, nah, in one of the rooms. 60,000 people. <laughs> dominate, wouldn't that be? But wouldn't <laughs> I fucking... <laughs> I fought and I looked out over the oval at the Perth oh, okay. Stadium and on the big screen was, was the fight card. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. I, was, oh, I took a photo. I was like, hey, look, I made it. <laughs> 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 I'm on the fucking uh, Perth Stadium you have billboard, made it. man. You have made it. You're the co-host of fucking Striker <laughs> Chat, bro. <laughs> but yeah, um, that venue was like really prestigious, but yeah. actually shit set up. Like there was p big columns in the way. So oh, like okay. The, table, like, the tables were just... So they didn't end up going back there. Um, they went to the Perth Convention Centre and honestly... Better. Perfect. It's like a big room. That's what like you want. Flat ground so mm. you can put tables everywhere. Yeah. But really nice, like prestigious venue as well. Like oh, clean nice. And, and I've been so to that. Yeah, the, the card looks fucking sick so far. So yeah. they're bringing over some tyres. I've seen that. Most most opponents are tyres, aren't they? Yeah, so on the main card, um, they're all... They're so is, is Blair doing... Was obviously, you know, retiring and matchmaking at the same time. Yeah, so I think he can matchmake a little bit better what now <laughs> without <laughs> concentrating on running the fight class. But yeah, we got Toby versus, uh, he's fighting a tyre, Cedar. I think they've fought before, actually. Have they? Yeah. Toby yeah. was training over there as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Toby's over there training at the moment. Where at? I think he's jumping around. He's trying to find the right place at the so, moment. So, yeah. But Kiri's over there as well, yeah. Yeah, Kiri's there. She's got a match as well. Yeah. Um, okay, let's just get fucking let's get into that. Let's just get into the card and, and get yeah. excited. So we got on the main card I can see we got Toby versus Cedar. Um you got Jordan Goverson. Jordan Goverson? Yeah, he's nice. fight, all fighting tires. Um Danny Bator. She's been struggling to get matches. Really? Ah, because she yeah, fights at like forty nine, fifty kilos. That's pretty light, isn't it? It's very light, yeah. She's not fucking chalky. Yeah. If you saw her walking down the street, you'd mistake yeah. her for a <laughs> child. But, but Yeah, but then she'd kick the <laughs> fuck out of you. Shout out to you. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, Danny she, she might look like a child, but she can she beat she'd the shit smash out of you. Yeah. She'll yeah. smash you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, Blair and, and Darren Kuvik, they're bringing over a tie for her, which is good. You know, great. Um, and then you've got Kian. He's fighting um, one of the trainers. I think Cowsock got a new trainer. So Oh, really? Cowsock maybe. I think Ty? Yeah, Ty, yeah. They have a good roster of Ty's circling as trainers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's um, a big Ty out there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, very big, yeah. He's a big Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a big mullet too. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. He's got a fucking, looks like he's <laughs> built like a Aussie, but he's a Ty. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we got Mudo. He's fighting Ooh, a Ty. The Burmese warrior. Yep. And Kiri, yeah. It's about time he fucking, as well. he's, been, you've been, he's been struggling to get opponents as well, hasn't he? Yeah, it's just... S small, you know, but fights are like 54, 50. What about if Danny and Moo had a fight? No, <laughs> I'm no matchmaker. <laughs> I'm no fucking matchmaker. Um, so, so Moo's fighting another tie? And that, yeah. that like, there, how many bats in that fight? Did that, is there, is there going to be a undercard or? Um, I think that, yeah, they're, they're probably not amateurs. So this, uh, oh. I, I know that Domination did development um, like day. a separate day yeah. event. Like they hired the convention centre for a whole day. Yeah. And um, they had an amateur card first, and then it was actually my retirement fight. <gasps> Shit! And yeah. they did. Um, we sorry, mate. Yeah, and then and then and they did um, the main card, you know, later in the day, which is what yeah. Muay Thai Grand Prix just did. So they've done it before, but I'm not I'm not sure if they'll do it again for this one. Ah. I think it's a good idea, but yeah. Twentieth of August. Yep. Domination twenty six. Yep. Get your tickets. It's all it's all up on the socials. I'm sure that we'd be talking about it more as 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 as, uh, as we get closer. Yeah, so it's um, six weeks away now. Six weeks. So, so the they fighters start it, fight camp. Start fight camp today. Today. Well, it is Monday. We normally record on a Sunday, but hopefully you'll get this today or tomorrow. Depends <laughs> 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 how lazy I'm. You're getting the unedited version. Yeah, uh, no, straight you're getting it straight up, straight up. Oh, no, that's pretty bad. 
but yeah, if you and also if you want to get if you want uh, to sponsor, yeah. get up there. Any business want to um, get sponsors? Just um, hit up the gym, hit up Domination, hit up Blair, hit up myself, or whatever. Hit up the hit up. Domination. Yeah, the hit Domination. The um, domination. I think Facebook page. I am going yeah. to advertise the podcast on that. Yeah, sweet. After the break, we answer listeners' questions. This is how we live and gotta maintain the trap game. Used to struggle now with champagne. The bomb. This is how we living in the fast lane. We catch planes on a regular. We slap case for bro's sake. We gotta keep it moving, my brother. Just keep your head up. That's the reason why I decided to get my bread up. Still trapping in the game. I ain't never gonna change who we are. We are. Cruising round, trying to do them foul. But now I got my young G's round, trying to do me proud. When you see gang best, we riding. Cause the other side getting laid down for two, three thousand. Yeah, I'm still getting riding like that. Pull up like Hardy and slap. Turn up like Rowdy and Bobby. Scream to the And welcome back. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> That's fucking mine, bro. Oh, sorry, man. you got to make your own one <laughs> up, bro. All right, right, right. Go, 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 you go, go. <laughs> and <laughs> welcome back, guys. Uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed your break. <laughs> uh, anyway, mate. Listen's questions. Yes. Th- th- you got a few. Yeah, so um, I like this little segment, you know. It's Should we say is, is like we I, I love having guests on. Yeah. Um and well, that is you know you format. you and I are trying going to try and get as many voices in the Muay Thai community as possible. We'll yeah, we'll but sometimes it doesn't line up with you know, it's hard to organize oh, everyone adults oh, are busy. Definitely. So on the days that we can't, all right, I'm relying on you guys listeners, <laughs> all right, to send in your your great questions, your and shit they are questions, great, they are great your questions. freaky questions. <laughs> Sometimes you send shit in, it's not even questions. Yeah, it's <laughs> a statement. Yeah. I've, All got, right. I've got big balls. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> nah, don't, man. That's, that's the raw unedited. I like it. All right. But some of these, <laughs> some of these I will uh, name who sent them and some I won't. Yeah, okay. Okay. But, um, you know, all these guys that send questions in are listeners. So, mm-hmm. if you hear your question, guys, mm-hmm. um, thanks for sending it in. Um, and, yeah. So, one of the main ones and the first one, which we kind of talked on before, was... Um, Can we say who it's a Yeah, Danny, Danny Bator just asked, um, you know, she asked kind of, what is the barrier... Stopping the pro female fighters um, and amateur, like it seems like after COVID, there's been less amateur and pro female fighters coming through, yeah. um, and the ones that are left aren't getting as many opportunities to fight. Um, and she's just basically throwing the question out there, like, how do we solve this? Yeah, um, it's because if you guys, it's a big long. No, I've written it. My message is too long to fit in the box for the questions. So I know this is. <laughs> Um, I think a topic worth discussing. It feels like since COVID, there has there are less amateur female and also pro female fighters in the sport. But then also the ones that are left aren't getting as much opportunities to fight. How can we solve this? There's been many cards this year where no females are fighters on. Yeah, we just we talked about that. Shout outs to Darren for having her on the show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Darren, Blair and uh, Tess. Yeah. So yeah. I think um I think like we're talking about, I think a, a solution would be you know, the amateur shows, getting a, like getting these young guys the fights and get, yeah. getting them the opportunity to actually fall in love with the sport. Mm-hmm. Um and then and then wanting to progress from there. Mm. I, I think is the the main one. Like you said, we do have a lot of good female fighters up at that high level, but yeah. they're all at different weights. You know, they can't fight each other because then they have to compromise getting down to different weights it's and going up. Catch weight. Yeah, but like it's not a catch weight. Yeah. No, yeah. there is. You can meet people in the middle, but it gives one person an advantage and the yeah, other a disadvantage. Yeah, of course, of it's course, not of fair. Course. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so um, these girls that have risen to the top of their weight divisions are kind of like now just left left out to. To kind of dry, yeah. there's girls interstate, but you know WA's kind of separated, and and yeah, a lot yeah. of time promoters, you know, find it hard to fly females over because they maybe you know for whatever reason they don't have as big a following, they don't bring in as big a crowd, whatever the case may be. Yeah, but with you know like whether it's true or not, like it just seems to be the case that promoters don't bring 
female fighters over as much either. Yeah. You know, so... No, but but there's, just, there's a plethora, again, of Eastern State female fighters. Joanna Lars, Spring, uh, Spring Sia. Yeah, no, f- there is. There definitely is. Um, it's just who's going to fly who over, mm. you know? What about... um? Th- sorry, digressing again. John Wayne Parr's daughter, what, what happened to her? Yeah, she's fine. So I think she fought on the weekend boxing. Bo- she's, t- she's turned to boxing. Yeah, I think she just does everything, man. Boxing's a better sport, man. I think no, she's doing jujitsu. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> 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 only because I'm fucking doing boxing now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, is, she, is she doing all right? She's, she's. I think she's doing. She, she won a fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I think she's doing good. But we're a Muay Thai podcast, not a boxing podcast. Look, and we digress. <laughs> look, um, I think the solution at the moment that uh, the, the kind of. What we talked about. Yeah, is what we discussed. The amateur, amateur, trying to get some of those amateur fights going. um, Trying to just increase the volume of small shows. They don't have to be big, bombastic, you know, like fucking crazy shows. Um, They just have to have have a day of fights, pump them all out. Yeah. And um, yeah, just somehow make it so that the commission's involved. So the commission has to be involved then. For yeah. it to go on your record, yeah, it yeah, does, okay. yeah. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. of course. Of and, course. and that's how you get out of pads. Yeah. Imagine you had, you know... Jesus. Imagine you had a three-month period where there was a show every two weeks. Yeah. I would put an amateur in every single show, and by the end of the three months, they'd be out of pads. Oh. You know what I mean? Yep. I do know what you mean. So, like... And then they could, you know, get onto the pro cards, because all of a sudden they've got all this experience. They can fight without pads, and yeah... Look, man, I told you. Let me read the. Let me no, read the I'm questions. Just, let me <laughs> I want to ask Toby's question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Toby knows what the question is. <laughs> if you're listening. To <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I've got a question here from Raymond um, Ray one six eight four. Shout out to you, Ray. Conditioning. Conditioning. I.e., how long does it take to condition your shin to be able to kick in a match? Well, were you in conditioning the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I started, I got a big metal rolling pin, like that you roll you roll out big dough with or pizza or yeah. whatever, pasta, and um, I just did five minutes on the face of my shin, five minutes on the side of the same shin, yeah. and then did the same on the other leg every night for, I don't know, a year. I don't even know. Like, so you see all these videos of tires kicking down trees, trees and, and all this like stuff. Th- yeah, just like I, don't, I think that's they only do that because for sure. one, it looks cool. It looks cool, but kicking, um, down, a, but kicking down a banana tree. I mean, like, yeah. they're pretty soft. But yeah. yeah, I think like banana trees. Um, it was just like a they they'd probably hit their glass. They I think they used to do it with glass bottles. I'm, I've been t- I've, I've heard legends uh, like. Legend says, legend. Let stories go that Coke bottles. Yeah, they used they used Coke bottles. Gold glass ones. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the like rolling it as yeah. well, doing yeah. the rolls. Um, it just de- desensitizes, so it yeah. doesn't actually make your bones harder. It just desensitizes the nerves around those bones. The scientific law behind conditioning shins, it does damage, and it does harden. Yeah. Because it cali- okay. it's 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 it, it, it's it's like a callus. Yeah. Got when it yeah. damages, it damages, and then it, it, it heals back over as a callus, like got it, yeah. it like hardens, okay. and hardens that hardens that part of the that bone up. Yeah. But doesn't it, bags kicking the bags continuously will condition your knee, yeah will condition your shins. I saw a great quote, and I say it all the time at the gym because people ask me about conditioning. Yeah. How do you condition your legs? And I said, kick shit kick. really hard. Yeah. Like kick hard shit really hard. <laughs> but that's, that's logical. Yeah, I but mean, like over time, yeah. just cracking pads is going to condition your shins. Yeah, and then when you take it to the next level, you start sparring, kicking people with shin pads on is going to start kick conditioning your shins somewhat. Yep. And, and then when you take it to the next level and you start fighting without shin pads, mm-hmm. that will take it to the next level. And it's a natural progression. You can speed things up a little bit by doing things like Do rolling pin. The and rolling pin. Because so, you've, like you've got one of those um, wooden things out there. Yeah, <laughs> that one's not ideal. It's got gaps in it. Yeah, I don't okay. know, I don't so know what they originally, that would be for. Well, a massive, maybe maybe a massage in your back or something. I, I yeah, it could that's be. What it, that's what it looks like. It looks but very, yeah, yeah, anything that rolls 
glass bottle just tapping your tapping your shin. Yeah. Yeah, like it just it will work to desensitize. Your little brother's head. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, 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 don't do that. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, don't that, do that. that that's how you do that's that. That's a good question. Yeah. Right there. Uh, there, there was actually a couple on shin conditioning there. There's another one. Leonard Lee, he also asked shin conditioning. Okay, there was so there was a few. Um Can we ask Graham what Graham the jab? Yeah, so I got another one from Liam Cambridge. Um, yes. Who is fighting this weekend as well? Where on? Uh, the ca- there's a show in Kalamunda, so he's been oh. training here on Saturdays. He comes down oh, with um, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, another no, guy yeah, yeah, from yeah. Dragon Muay Thai. Um, okay. down in Rockingham. Is so that the, so Shout out to those guys. This weekend is, is so it's the South Australian WA yeah. type of. Th- oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Pinky's yeah. back. Pinky's back. Yeah, well, Liam's fighting one of Pinky's boys. I, I don't know. Someone from South Australia. Are you probably is. You gonna go? No, I'm not going to that one. No. So th- no. see, look, that, that, look that, this is what, because <laughs> you are heavily a Muay Thai. Muay Thai, you do Muay Thai seven days, 24-7. Yeah. And, and you do have a wife and you do have yeah, a family. Yeah, I've got you a do have family. <laughs> You've got family and everything. Yeah. So, when, so when you do have downtime, it's completely downtime, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, man, it's away from Muay Thai, yeah? I've got to try and, um, you know, spend my time wisely and... Like normally, I would go to a show because I'm a fish. I'm an official, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this show, um, they've got you know another team of officials. It's, yeah. Um, okay, so we we we, we, we got to make that question. Sorry. Yeah, so, so, sorry, sorry, Liam. He asked, turning pro in Muay Thai, how does a fighter know their worth, or do they just fight regardless? Um, so I think turning pro now in WA Muay Thai is at the stage where once you have a certain amount of fights, you um, there's like kind of like I guess pay brackets that begin when you come out of pads so mm. you might get a couple of hundred bucks fight when you first start and then you might you know you have i don't know f- 10 to 15 fights and, and if you're doing really well you might jump up to 500 or you're selling a lot of tickets you might get a little bit more um but i guess like knowing your worth and your coach should be the one negotiating for you anyway but like if you're on the tail end of a card fighting out of pads you know you, your worth's going to be up there because that's why people come to the shows to watch yeah. the bigger fights and it's just a natural progression you know it might be you're only earning a couple of hundred dollars per fight when you first start getting paid yeah but you have another five plus fights and you win them all all, all, all of a sudden it's jumping up to 500 to between 500 and a thousand and um i think like there's a there's a fine line between getting to a point and then asking for too much money. Yeah. Because like I know that that's happened a few times and I spoke about it on one of the other episodes. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um about and then no no promoters going to even look at you if you're asking mm. for way too much for what you're worth. So um I guess like you your coach should definitely have an idea of, you know, what fighters are roughly getting paid. Yeah. And they're obviously going to try and get you what you're worth as well. They're not going to make sure that they're not going to make sure that they're um you know, that you're getting underpaid, but yeah. I think like if you just as a fighter worry about the fighting and then the, the, yeah. enjoy so that, you'll get the money as as you go. Yeah. You know. So so his question was uh, how how does the fighter know he's worth a good fighter or just a good person knows this knows should be self aware. Yeah. Of you know, and, and, and then if the if you're self aware, you should know your own worth. Yeah. Um yeah. but if not let you f- let let the, let the trainer. Yeah, I think the trainers like should have a good, pretty good knowledge of like what fighters get paid and all that. Like, I know what I was getting paid. I know what you know Toby gets paid. Yeah, I, and I know what oh, you, you, I know you, what Kiri gets paid. So, you know, you and you judge each fighter know what Tyler's worth. Um, yeah, and and yeah, it's kind of go from there. So, and if they have big wins, then you can, you know, get the pay going up a little bit more. So yes, yeah. There's a few for shit and conditioning, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a couple. So I got another one. Um, yeah, someone said, "What about the money side of Muay Thai?" Look, there's no real money side of Muay Thai. Um, to be honest, like you know, unless you're like in that top top one percent of Australian Muay Thai, you're not really going to be getting like huge amounts of money. Um, and I don't think that's a reason why you should get into... Like, most people that get into Muay Thai, they don't do it for the money. And that's why the sport's so good as a spectator sport. Because the people that do it love it. They're not looking to get paid. Um, Got a question from Shane... Shane... Neil Rogers. He trains here. Shout out to Shane. Uh, Shane, Favourite and most successful (coughs) fight combos and why they worked for you? 
Um, well, for me personally, um, anything involving my right kick. Yeah. Um, so I I do a lot to kind of try and set that right kick up. Yeah, yeah. Whether it was like you know feints or um, hand combos, I I I actually had pretty good hands, um, but like. I just didn't really. Um, I, I felt like when I used them in my fights, sometimes I'd like get punished for it. Yeah. So okay. I'd just use my hands to set my kicks up. So you like just bang bang. Yeah. Finish off. With yeah. So, with a a good, so one of my favorite combos was always like a hook to a right kick, and anything before that. Left hook. Yeah, left hook ah, to so right kick. Yeah, bang bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. the hook. If you didn't do the hook properly the person would be able to defend and check it. So the hook had to put them off balance. Yeah, okay. So it was almost like a pushing hook yeah. into a right kick. And um, I found a lot of success with that. And I think like one of my favourite techniques was just timing, like having really good timing, mm. um, like waiting for people to commit to techniques and then punishing them as they stepped in with a big kick or yeah. leg kick or something like that. That, w- that was my favourite technique. Um but yeah, like combos in general, just anything to do with hands mm-hmm. that flow into a kick and then mixing it up. So instead of finishing with a kick on the third time you do it, finish with an elbow and catch ah. someone off guard. So. so so but like I've always following MMA, following UFC, I've always I'm always impressed with the combo that finishes off with a kick. Yeah. A combo that finishes off with a kick. I, I, I it's think a, it's like an exclamation point. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think that's it, I think it looks good. Yeah. I think it it, it, it may score. Yeah. May, may score well. Oh, it scores Especially Muay Thai. Yeah. Muay Thai. Especially Muay Thai. Yeah. No, so, yeah, that was... But so, a combo, a nice hand combo, setting up for a kick, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, got one from Morgs. I got one from Toby Smith. <laughs> got one from Morgs Cooper. Um... Post weigh-in foods and refueling techniques that worked for you. But the, I mean, that <laughs> this is a, that's this is a not not. What you, what you, it, the, when he says work, <laughs> you you love your lollies and that. Yeah, don't I you? was fucked. That <laughs> <I> was <laughs> fucked, bro. <laughs> um, and there's actually another one, Golden uh, Paddy Golden. Yeah, he just put in weight cutting, so we could probably combine these two. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So weight cut in general, when I was coming up, it was. I was, like, always training, so I was in shape pretty well. Um, yeah. I didn't have to cut too much weight, like, when I did cut weight. Um, and I think that's very important, actually, like, making sure that you hover not too heavy and you don't cut down, like... So, they're saying now more than 10% of your body weight, if you cut that, it's way too much. It's actually mm. going to not be good for you, for one, in the short term for the fight, and two, definitely in the long long term. Yeah. Um. So I would say to people in terms of cutting weight, just make sure that you're, when you're training, like this is a good reason to train consistently and all the time as well is to keep that weight down and keep in shape so that when you cut weight, you don't have to fucking do it hard. Yeah, and you don't have to replenish your your, your nutrients and everything like that. If you do have a bigger weight cut, um, I think it's very important to know how to refuel properly. And I didn't find out how to do this properly Mm. until like my last... Fire fights, but we're gonna, but if you are active and yeah. you are looking after yourself, you should be cutting that big weight, should you? No, I yeah, mean, that, which is what, yeah, exactly. But so then, so in in saying that, you're basically if you're gonna have to be, yeah, 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 don't be lazy. <laughs> yeah, don't Look, be lazy. Yeah, people, people that walk around at like a, a closer weight to their fight weight. Yeah, they always think. I know I used to. I'd be like, "Well, if I'm walking around at 65 and I'm fighting at 63 and a half, yeah, no, why yeah. don't I just cut further down to 60 and then be bigger than my opponent?" Like, there's that mentality yeah, in, in Muay Thai oh, that's yeah. like quite unhealthy. Yeah, I think like needs to shake a little bit because I've had fights where I've been smaller, but I probably had a smaller weight cut and yeah. I had way more energy than that my opponent because of that yeah, yeah, and yeah. won the fight. So there's a f- but there's a fine line between, you know, not cutting so enough weight, and then your opponent's way bigger than you, and then that fucks you because they've got weight on you in the clinch. So it's not just fucking the weight cut is a is a is a art form in itself. Yeah, <laughs> like if you can get so I know a lot of the guys in my gym have nutritionists now. Yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah, g'day, um, g'day, Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, Mandy Hopper performance. I think it is. Yeah, she's yeah. um. 
they run like a program where they have a dietitian and, and they yeah. help you throughout your whole fight camp. They're in talks with you the whole time. They help monitor your weight. That's and, perfect. Um, yeah, That's what you want. And, oh, honestly, I, I fucking wish I had that As when an I athlete. was fighting. Yeah, because like I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and I didn't have time to do my own research. Like Jeez. I had, had full time job and I was training. We were talking about this last Fuck week. That. Right? Like, like <laughs> my f- <laughs> my free time was spent recovering. Yeah. So, yeah, like, um, I think that that there's a lot more of that in the sport now. So if yeah. you're listening and you're a young fighter, like definitely look into doing some form of. Yeah. Um, nutritionist side by side with you as you do your fight camp. Take advantage of the sports science that we have now, yeah. the modern day sports science. This like it, it's only this sports science stuff's only come in the last. It's been around for a long time for professional sports people, yeah. But for us amateurs, yeah, it's only been the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah, you oh know what I mean? man, not even. I reckon in the last in Muay Thai, the last three, four three years. Yeah, Jesus. Well, I didn't even like I. My last two fights, I spoke to a nutrition. And he wasn't a nutritionist. He was just a guy that um, Alex knew who uh, was really into, like he knew all his ma- macros and the his the, yeah. carb ratio and all this kind of stuff. And he guided me through my last two fights. It was actually in the lead up to Liam Harrison fight. Yeah, okay. That I was like, I, to, I want to take that up. fight seriously. And um, yeah. I started speaking to him mm-hmm. and I used the techniques he taught me for my last few fights. Yeah. And I never had easier weight cuts and I never felt better in my fights. I was like... Fuck! I wish I found this earlier. I probably could have won some fights that maybe I lost mm. back in the day because I didn't know how to refuel properly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm still not an expert on it, but I highly advise anyone mm. who's in the game to speak to a nutritionist. So when you when you did cut weight and after the weigh-ins, what was your favorite? Food? I don't know what your favorite. Oh, what were they? It was just <laughs> terrible. Yeah, terrible diet. Binging, man. It was yeah. bad. Like a lot of. Uh, you get your carbs and all that, but yeah. like, yeah, just. I've met you. I've met you uh, uh, after a few weigh-ins at, in Melbourne. You, yeah, you've been eating, it was always it was always like, like, a like an ribs Italian or a steak. Yeah, or it was always like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot better things you can be eating. That's for sure. That will mm. do better for your refuel process. And you know, I did drink a lot of water after weigh-ins, but just getting that water into your like so yeah. so much more important than food as well. I see. Um, like uh, I see a lot of the fighters at the after the weigh-in at, at MTGP. They had a lot of fruit. Well, watermelon, a lot of that, lot of that water carrying stuff. Yep. Yeah, um, real good for you. Uh, real good for you. It kind of um, it it absorbs fast. That's why fruit's uh, yeah. good. And fructose yeah. is a form of sugar too. So. That's a fucking good question there. Morgan? Yeah, yeah. Is it Cooper? Morg Coop? Morg's Coop? Yeah, Morg's, Morg's Cooper. And then um, and just yeah, touching on the weight cutting as well from uh, Paddy Golden. So, don't cut so much weight. Speak to a nutritionist so they can do it with you safely. Mm. Yep. Um, have another one here. Um, from Cam Jam James Faint. Aggressive training slash sparring. Mm. Parents, I think he means partners. Aggressive training slash sparring partners, and then on off days slash taper weeks. Maybe he's just asking what you do on off days or taper weeks. Yeah. All right. So the aggressive training sparring and. Sparring partners. Um, so it's um, depending on whether you mean if they're like aggressive in like way too hard. Um, yeah, that's not on. Like if they're actively out there trying to hurt you and they egos. know you've got a fight coming up and those egos. Yeah, and they're just bashing people. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked. Um, the coach should probably have a word with them mm-hmm. um, and just tell them like what you know. For one, what are you doing? Um, you're trying to hurt everyone. Two. Um, get the fuck out of my gym. Yeah, no, I'm only joking. No, nah, like, no, no, no. if they, they kind of have an attitude, then yeah, yeah, like, find out why, if there's a dislike between people, whatever. Um, but in saying that, when you spar with your training partners, unless it's designated otherwise, you should be going fucking hard. Should or shouldn't? Should. Should, yeah. Well, like, not to the point where you're fucking injuring each other and... and we, we say 70, 75%. Yeah. Or are we pushing even I'll, I'll be like 80. 80? Yeah, like... You're a fucking crazy cat. Back in the <laughs> pit days, man, we used to fucking go hard, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and like, it, it created hard fighters. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, iron, iron, iron. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens yeah. iron. So, and I, in that regard, some of it was might have been a bit silly, but most of it was really good. And now I think, um, you know, if you don't train hard, if you don't spar hard, how you know? Yeah, you're not, you're not going to fight hard. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I encourage really hard sparring, 
um, not every single day. Mm. Like you need to recover and you need to your sparring sessions where you take things slower, you work on your defense, you work on your yeah, your technique, you work on your kind of like the more intricate yeah, you know, setups and drills and feints and that. But then you do need to dedicate some good sparring time to to being fucking crazy because it adds to your cardio it replicates fight closer so you know if you need to push harder on the pads because you're Mm -hmm. you're gassing while you're sparring if you gas while you spar you're 100% going to gas when in your fight yeah so yeah um so but but if you sparring is 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 a simulation of fighting yeah and so you want you want you want to be as close to fighting in that yeah in, in sparring as 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 you as you can. Yeah, I, man. However you spar, that's how you fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ninety nine percent of. The, and like you go to Thailand, that. they don't spar that often. No. Um, or if they do, it's really light. Yeah, that's because they fight every fucking two weeks. Yeah, they, they don't need right, to. Yeah. yeah. So. But I just want to touch on that. <laughs> that, that in Thailand, how they don't spar. But those pad holders, when you're doing <laughs> like that's a fight in itself. Man. That's a fight. <laughs> I've seen to fucking survive. Mate, they are like when I was watching the the tryouts for Tiger Muay Thai and the pad holders there. All these, all these, um, all the foreigners were coming through. Mate, they were getting those pads and they would make big hooks. These guys would come bloody noses, <laughs> um, black eyes, and just get. And they were loving it though. Yeah, they were loving yeah. it anyway. That's I why you go it. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. And then the other part of that question was um, taper weeks, off taper, days, off, off days, taper, taper weeks. weeks. Yeah, that's a great question, mate. Fuck, we've got some smart. Fuck, <laughs> um, so on on the off days, you should be focusing on recover. Yeah, like recovery. Or if you mean off days, as in you're having a bad day at the gym, those were the days that I would like really focus on my defense or my technique or you know mm, whatever. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not sure what kind of off day you mean. But yeah, if you're having days off, you know, you, you shouldn't oh, be training oh, oh, every yeah. single day. Yeah, I would focus on a recovery session, some yeah. active recovery like yoga or maybe like yeah, replenishing yeah, your your water, making sure you get good sleep, all that kind of stuff. Or what it, yeah, like like you were saying if you weren't feeling up to scratch or 100% at a training session, yeah. you would you would work on your technique, work on work on um defense drills yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. If you know you're not going to be 100% inspiring or clinching, mm work on some more technical stuff that doesn't exert your energy so much mm-hmm. but is still beneficial for your training, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, nice question there, Cam. Um, got another one here from uh, my dad. Gra-gra. Graham. Gra-gra. It's not really a question. This is a statement. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, a good jab is the most important punch in Muay Thai. Well, this is, well there's only... There's a <laughs> yeah. So if I turn this into question form, then I would have to say, yes, yeah. it definitely is because that's what you, it's, it's really, mate. Your radar, isn't it? That's you're finding your range with your jab. Exactly. A lot of people <laughs> just think, you know, with the jab, they're like, oh, fucking, you know, it's just setting up other techniques yeah. or whatever, and it definitely is doing that. But man, when you see someone with a good jab oh. in a fight, when and it you see them u- use back. it oh. well. And they use it for multiple reasons. Like you said, it can be a range finder. It can be used as like an opening to a hand combo. Yeah. You can even use it to misdirect other techniques like your leg techniques. Yeah, um, yeah, like a good, long, fast jab. De- everyone should definitely be working on that. A good jab. Yeah, a really good jab is, a, is an excellent tool to have um, in Muay Thai. Do you want to go a few more? Yeah, I reckon. Um, can, we so have a fun, can we have a fun question? <sighs> All right. No, not, not Toby's <laughs> one. Not no, Toby. no, no, no. Not, not Toby. But the, what about Megan's here? Yeah. Uh, where is it? Is it, is it Brucey or? Megan. Brucey. Megan Brucey. Brucey. Yeah. Oh, Megan Bruce. I know her. She's yeah. my wife's friend. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, you go, Megan. Hello, Megan. My favourite Thai food. Oh. Fuck. Like, uh, I can't uh, go past the tom yum. Oh no, uh, you go uh, tom yum. Yeah, but like the ones in Thailand. No, so they, the they one that they I got have to be in Thailand. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm just so when I w- from a Thailand experience. Yeah, so when I was in Thailand, there was this like outdoor like we were in Talang Chan, this province where I used to train in Khao yeah. Samui, and it's fucking you know like as most Thai areas are a little bit run down. All the food stores are a bit like. 
how you going, you know. <laughs> I don't know. There's fucking chickens walking around and shit. And then, <laughs> them chickens are on the fucking grill. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I just went there and it was a Saturday night, so the next day off. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to get a Tom Yum. And it come out with this contraption. So it was like a bowl, but it was a moat, like a circular bowl. Oh, and the middle was open. And then underneath, it was sitting on like this tower. And then the tower was like a Bunsen burner. Ah. So it was like fire under the bowl. Yeah, I know. What, yeah, and, yeah, then you would, yeah. and then you had a smaller bowl in front of you that you would scoop the tom yum yeah, so it was yeah. constantly boiling. boiling but that's what that's a that, that is an asian thing as well having the soup yeah being just heated yeah at the same time yeah or keep it warm oh, oh. it was the most tom insane flavors I'm not a, uh, yeah i've ever had it was amazing and i'm not really into like chili or anything like yeah, that and, and this is was a spicy hot. soup and um yeah. i still uh, fucking loved it um i'm gonna i, I love a good pad thai it's, yeah. it's, it's got a, it, I think it's their national dish. <laughs> but um, uh, just from a hawker from the street. Yeah. There used to be like in Bang, especially in Bangkok. Yeah. It, you'll, be, you'll find them. They have their freshly, it's freshly caught prawns and seafood and, yeah. and everything. And obviously freshly caught chicken from, from up the road. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, it's just like they whip it up straight away. Yeah. I, you know what I'll you do? You watch them cook it. Yeah. I've got video of that when I'm in Bangkok of just this woman just fucking whipping up, whipping up. I yeah. think it might have been 300 baht. Yeah. How much is that? Yeah. How much oh, is that? It's probably... Of maybe dots three bucks or something. Three bucks? Not nah, even. how much is one dollar? Is like thirty or forty baht. Yeah, so it might have been about ten bucks or something. It's still good. It was still it was still fucking good feed. Man, if it was from the street, I reckon it yeah. would have been probably even cheaper. Yeah, no, same. Probably is. Near the gym I was at, there was another place that had just literally you go there, chicken and rice. That oh, was how it. Good is chicken fucking and rice, mountain man. But how good is chicken and rice after training? Straight after training. Yeah, and just then chicken? soy sauce. Oh, that's all you need is. Chicken, yeah. rice, soy sauce, and chili. Oh, was it That insane. is it. Oh, a bit of bok choy, maybe. Yeah. A bit of bok. A oh, bit of... Um, fucking getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it is about lunchtime. <laughs> it is lunchtime. It is yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, So what about coriander? You've got to have coriander d- on d- it. Definitely have coriander. Yeah. Because See, I hated coriander no. until I went to Thailand, and then yeah. it's fucking on everything. Yeah. And then I actually fell in love with it. There's something I'm about chicken, chili... Chicken, chili, coriander, and lemon. Yeah. Those three, those, those, that combination? Yeah. Remarkable, yeah, and it's like a dollar from just and you sit there on these little t- plastic chairs, some yeah. like kids' table, and fucking oh, next to the highway. <laughs> like, it's fucking outrageous, and it's just the best food ever. They are the best foods, man. Amazing. And then you go to 7 Eleven for an ice cream, <laughs> 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 and they're everywhere. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Ming, for that question. Yeah, <laughs> we got nice excited. That, that, that got us really excited. Um, anymore, what Dylan Phillips, yeah. um. What do you mean by the Viking? The Viking. Oh, you talk about Al. Big Alex. <laughs> Big Alex. <laughs> of yeah. course. Uh, so, so again, I like I don't know what the Viking. He's good, man. <laughs> he's he, 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 he's nah. good. He's skillful. He's um probably he is the best heavyweight in Australia. One of them, yeah. One of so the best heavyweights in Australia. He was supposed to fight for the Aussie title a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and the opponent yeah. broke his arm, which is fair how enough. Many, how many bouts has he had? I think he's had twelve now. 12. Ten wins, two loss. Okay, all right. So gun, gun. That's the guy that you're gonna. That's the guy you want to fight, mate. So get another. Yeah. Get, have a few more fights there, brother. Yeah. And then uh, I want to see gun versus L. I actually want to see uh, Ashby Tink versus gun. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a good fight. Uh, yeah. Am I matchmaking? <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to no. put it on amateur shows, man. Yeah, Please. Yeah. <laughs> Bundy's amateur shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. um that, I think that that pretty much does it. Yeah. Um, just looking. <laughs> but a Toby really wants to know how big your cock is. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, bro, it's tiny. Shin <laughs> uh, conditioning favorite and most successful fight combos. We've done all those. Yeah. Uh, look, I think we're, mate. It's we've been at it for for a little bit now. Yeah. Like like always, man. Yeah. Like um like like, you, like I said, oh, we don't have any guests on this week, and you go. I'm sure, mate, we can... We can we I fucking <laughs> told you, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk, bro. We'll talk. I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, uh, mate, we'll just do a bit of housekeeping before we go. I've written a few fucking bullshit things. Guys, remember to check out our socials. Yeah, uh, right here. Look, I've got definitely it here. On Instagram, we've got... Okay, Bundy's going to delete the other one. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to... Sorry. We've got, 
Striker Chat underscore podcast. Yeah, that's our real one. Not the Striker Chat. Just strike a chat. That yeah. one's going to be gone soon. Yeah, that was um, good. Yeah, so we've got so our socials. Yep. Um, we've got Facebook. Um, check us, check the page out on there, guys. And then you can listen to this podcast and make sure you subscribe to us too. Yeah, and leave, sp- a, yeah. leave a review as well because it helps out. Um, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, so all <laughs> oh, the, look, all uh, the listed places. Look, you reckon uh, TikTok? Yeah, TikTok, man. Um, well, look, I'm gonna look, look. We can put up little clips, like funny yeah. clips on um, TikTok. But YouTube and TikTok are going to be coming very soon. All right, look. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just see YouTube. I'm just going to chuck. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thanks very much for your support, and uh, don't forget the pit. Never quit. See you all next week. Wanna bang it out? You know I'm down. The pit never quits. We put in pressure on this show. The crowd, we hold it down. Man, it's over once my hand cocks. Shout out to the weapon. That's my brother since the sandbox. Man, the time has come for me to prove I mean business is my witness. Rebel Roy won't let it go the distance. See, for instance, I shed blood and then I get applause. Everybody, please welcome back the rebel with the cause. Man, the time has come for me to prove I mean business is my witness. Rebel Roy won't let it go the distance. See, for Instance, I shed blood and then I get applause. Everybody, please welcome back the rebel with a cause. Clip pushes me hard so I can kick your mouth. I ain't talking eastward though, I'm talking quick draw houses. The pit is where my family's at. I'm back inflicting damage, man. My kicks are like a battle axe.